Hi, I'm Ren. I'm Sam. I'm Tosh. And, and we're, we're the, the T Swift, Swift Sisters. sisters. <laughs> Welcome back to the T Swift Sisters podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Tosh. And I'm Ren. And this is the official last episode of season one. I can't believe we made it. I can't believe we're here. Honestly, like, it's giving last day of school vibes is the way that I felt preparing for this episode. Like, oh. you know, you know, like last day of school when like everything is stacked up in the classroom and it's just like the remnants of of the year kind of thing. That's honestly how I felt getting ready for tonight. I like, need to do uh, karaoke seventh grade, seventh grade, like oh my middle school. God, <laughs> honestly, like I forget that those that that was even us to be honest that was our fearless era truthfully that was hello that was the day that we made the what video was it was the music video was it forever and always or was it you belong with me i don't know i honestly have no idea i think it's you belong with me because we had the person that the couple like we had the couple and then the one that the girl really want like should have been with Mm, okay. that's what I yeah I remember the characters so I think it was that song that's what's in our um in our capstone right is that what it's called the capstone what we buried in your backyard that we've never found the time capsule time, time, time not capsule. the capstone project <laughs> it's in our thesis <laughs> I'm okay I'm like gearing up for my last semester of my master's program okay school is on my mind time capsule. it's giving student yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's giving high qualified we're gonna be three masters grads hello Woo! look at us go successful queens okay I so it, it that was recorded and put in the time capsule though right I, yes I, I know it was on my digital camera that's all i know um, i don't know where it is so we don't know if you like put the sd card that has the video or like you might still have that and that never made it yeah. to the time capsule kind of thing yeah it was on your digital camera? Yes. Oh, wow. I thought it was like maybe on someone's digital camera that we're like no longer friends with. Just no. like over time, you know, I honestly had no idea. That's scary. That means you have to find it. Yeah, that's, it's somewhere. It's that's scary that it's findable. Yeah, <laughs> and I hope it is. I would die if I found it. <laughs> that video is like peak 2009. You know what it's probably oh, giving? Man. I think. I think Kendall and Kylie Jenner made like a better than revenge music video I'm yes sure, yes i'm sure that that's exactly the vibes that this video is giving <laughs> i don't even remember what role i i personally played in the video like i might have just been like a director or like a i think i know i was filming and i know i wasn't the only one like behind the camera yeah i don't know if i ever made it on camera for that i i honestly Me don't either. remember i really maybe don't we were remember. just crew don't we might have been yeah, the thing is that the people I remember being in the video are the ones that are not on the Zoom call. <laughs> not the T-Swift sisters. <laughs> we were the directors and producers. Well, that's <laughs> why, why today we have a podcast. Yeah, look at us. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming back. Tease of Sisters season two production company. That's what it is. Actually, we're no longer a podcast. We're an entire production company. 
Um, so to start off today's episode, um, it's definitely going to be a quicker one. And I think that's kind of a good segue into the way that we're going to approach the show in season two, because we're really going to make an effort to give you guys more episodes. You know, I don't want to say anything now, just in case things change along the way, but we're definitely aiming for more episodes, less time so that we're not in your ears talking for over an hour every single week, you know, or other week right now, because that's what we're doing. But I just wanted to start off with a special thank you to everyone who joined our Instagram live. To be honest, this was the first time any of us had ever been on an Instagram live. And we had over 85 people join our live. And that honestly is really special. So yeah, yeah, it it was fun talking to you guys. We had some technical difficulties. We had fun. We got kicked off for at Dear John. <laughs> we got kicked off for streaming the album, but you know, we had a good time and that's what matters. So that being said, today's episode is pretty much all about Speak Now Taylor's version because I mean, how could it not be? Like I feel like there's so much to say. Yeah. And like before we kick off, you know, like our reviews, our thoughts, basically what happened over the weekend, I just want to say that according to Billboard, Speak Now Taylor's version has earned over 575,000 equivalent album units in the U.S. in the first four days of its release. So from July 7th to July 10th, that is 575,000 units, and it makes it the biggest week for any album in 2023. That's crazy. I know. And like, when I see those stats, it makes me realize why Taylor Nation is so like, they constantly push pre-order the album, all of that stuff, because those are what helps this, like, you know, these numbers come true. And sometimes I feel like we're like, oh my God, all they want to do is take money for us. But it's also so that Taylor gets accolades, you know, and it's well-deserved. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the rebirth of speak now. And, you know, I'm happy to see it. I think it also debuted as like, number one pop country album of like all time or something but I don't have an actual um like article yeah source where it says that right now so just take that with a grain of salt but Mm -hmm. yeah so I wanted to share that with you guys and then kind of segue into speak now Taylor's version like what do we think so much happened I think we should start with like the original album and kind of like work our way through before we go to vault tracks and everything. So like, what do you think about the the music production and how much it's evolved from the original Speak Now TV? All I could say was it sounds so crisp. And that's literally the only word that came to mind because every instrument is like perfectly amplified and her voice is so clear. We can even pinpoint, you know, the background vocals. So it really is like advanced technology and perfect for our time. I love it. Yeah, I was really surprised to like, I guess I had never realized how much production the original Speak Now had. And I think they did like, they made such an effort to make sure that all that background production of the album was really like had its own spot like the violins the drums the echoes like you were saying like we those were things that we had never heard before and we're sitting there listening Mm -hmm. to the album for the first time and it's like oh my god I didn't even know that was like the original the way that the original song was yes that's how I feel like the the song that comes to mind is better than revenge the background vocals in it I don't know if it's just because like I'm now 
like I know that they exist. So I'm like listening to it more, but they sound so good. And that's like my favorite part of the whole song is like how she sounds in the background. And I think that's just cool that like little parts like that can be like a favorite thing just and Mm -hmm. that just shows how good the production is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same better than revenge is like one that I'm really like, Oh my God, this song sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. And haunted when we first listened to haunted, we were like, Whoa, what is this? I know weird. Like we weren't sure about it. And I, I keep listening to it now. And I'm like, Oh my God, it sounds so good. And I have to give credit to Mia who said that like she thought it was going to be more rock and I guess it turns out it is but truthfully I guess I just still don't know the definition of rock music because to me I'm like okay this isn't rock though <laughs> but everybody's like dead. everybody's like okay it definitely is rock I guess I just don't listen yeah. to like enough rock to be like associated immediately so but I definitely love the way it sounds it's amazing Story of Us is another one. That I was going to say, so yes, that's a top. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. It was even just, go, go, Sama. No, I was just going to say even mine, you know, the iconic intro. It, I don't know. It just gives me chills when I listen to it. And it, it just sounds so high quality. Yeah, she did a really like, I don't know. It's just this this re-record sounds so different than than fearless and red like i feel like those sounded like just mm. like the original this one yes. is very much like it has it's really having its own moment mm-hmm. maybe because you know kind of like how we see the performances with this album as more theatrical like the song like we we're just saying the song productions in and of itself are more theatrical they have a lot more components to it so maybe recreating that was was like something that was a goal of hers right and it and it was I don't want to say more work but using the technology now like you can really get each part amplified when you're listening to it whereas like back then I don't think I really considered like the variety of instruments in one song or you know all the background vocals that went into it Um, whereas now like I'm catching all of that so I like that you say that about the theatrics because what makes Speak Now World Tour one of my favorite tours, if not my favorite tour, is the level of production and theatrics to the actual tour itself. And I think that going back to the actual album, you don't, I don't think that we necessarily knew how theatrical the album was supposed to be, maybe because we were kids or maybe because the production value on it wasn't enough that they didn't really capture that. Until we got to tour and we saw the way that Taylor really wanted us to experience those songs, right? So I feel like now because she has more money, she has her own, she has the final say, she can be like, this is the production value that I want for these songs. This is a theatrical album. So I'm really like, I really love that you said that, honestly. Now that you mention that, it kind of makes perfect sense, like timeline wise. When we were younger, we may not have understood, you know, all the complexities that go into a song, but it was perfect that this album was so visual based because we were young, like that appealed to us, maybe something like with the depth of folklore or evermore wouldn't have been such an easy connection back then Mm -hmm. so we really had the perfect timeline with her releases I feel like uh we're just so lucky (laughs) yeah Yeah. I feel like we've we've talked about that before where like 
somehow whatever Taylor releases is like exactly aligned to like our style slash what we needed in that moment. Like we we literally grew up with her, but like in the, not like, you know, we were 15 or like we were 20, but like literally since middle school or yeah, middle school. Middle school, yeah. Yeah. Like to now, like every album she's released, I've loved in that moment, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, for us, like for Taylor, when she released Long Live, it was really like her her message to the fans and like her relationship with them. But for us, it was growing up and leaving an elementary middle school where we had spent so many years together and like going our separate ways and truly being like the end of a decade, but like the start of our own age of like teenage ship and like adult ship or adulthood. Yeah. Like that, those parting ways in our life. So I think that we really did a good job. Well, Taylor really did a good job about allowing those songs to have different interpretations and meanings for us in different aspects of our lives. Because now we may not have been going like 15. We weren't 15 when the song came out, but we loved it. And we were excited for when we were going to be 15. And then when we Mm -hmm. were 15, we had that to fall back on and be like, okay, I, I have somebody or something that knows what I'm going through. Yes. So I love that. And then I love that we get to have the re-records to kind of go back and relive those moments and see how much like our lives have changed. Like we were talking about it on the live that never grow up was like a skip for me. I was like, kind of like, oh, whatever. And then I was listening to it this weekend. And the line that made me like really start crying is when she's talking about being 14 years old. She's like saying you're 14. And like, there's just so much whatever. And like, don't let your mom like drop you off around the block. Like she's getting older too. And I was just thinking about like how, when that album came out, I was turning 14 and like the way that you acted back then. And like realizing that now you're now you're in Taylor's situation of like the, the man, I wish I had never grown up. Like I took all of those years for granted because it almost feels like we were 14 yesterday and now we're here kind of thing. So it's rough. It's it's definitely like an emotional time frame, I think. Yes. Yeah. I re- remember when we first heard Long Live Live at the concert, I cried so much. I was so emotional over it. And now it's like the same reaction. I can't listen to that song without getting either, yeah. you know, chills, goosebumps, emotional. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah trying I think it's just like like it's a re I don't know what's I guess I do know what's so different about this re-recording but like it really feels so meaningful and like Fearless did too Red did too of course but like this re-recording just like it hurt so bad I get it a really good way like I think that like the memories that we have specifically with this album are like Mm -hmm. solid, irreplaceable, foundational friendship memories. And now we're like, it was released at another iconic time in our lives when we're like in this weird phase of life, but super adulting and like going through so much and have this iconic girls trip. And it just like, again, means so much like, I can't. Yeah, I think I I would say the same because when when Fearless came out, we were still kind of on our own journeys with like 
finding out about Taylor in sixth grade, like who even remembers really what was going on in sixth grade. But like when when this album came out, it was like such a big time in our lives because we were graduating from an elementary middle school. So we had been in like the same kind of, you know, connected thing and then venturing off to really the first time in our lives when we were venturing off to different places. So I think we held on to that album a lot and kind of use that as a crutch and a foundation for our friendship. And we always looked back on that, you know, like mm-hmm. even in college when we had karaoke nights and dance parties, like this was an album that we always came back to. Yeah. yeah. So I think now that we're older and we're in like kind of different spots in our lives and like, you're not here, Tosh, you know, like we have, we're very much like in, in weird places, like you were saying, but we still are leaning on each other and the foundation of our friendship so much that I think that's what like hits hard about this album as a whole. Yeah. So it hurts. It really does. (laughs) But speaking of better than revenge and like how it was one of our bestie songs and the production change on it, what do we think about the lyric change? Because before we get into it, I want to, I want to call out something that I saw on the internet today. Somebody mentioned that Taylor has previously said that she didn't like the mattress line in the song, right? She said that she has been slut shamed in the past and she would hate for anybody to do the same. And like she wrote this song at 18 years old when that's really the way that you felt. But being an adult, she's like, I kind of wish that I had never said that. So that's why it was kind of always known that she was going to change the lyric. And I feel like I kind of talked that down the last time that we were talking about the lyric change. Like I was like, blah, blah, blah. If you don't like the lyric change and you didn't like who Taylor Swift was and like the whole thing, like Taylor didn't like it in the first place. Yeah. So I feel like I've kind of changed my mind on that. And like it is slut shaming at the end of the day. And like we don't we don't tear other women down around here. So that's what I'm going to say about that and then you guys let me know like what you think about the the lyric change but be honest like don't say don't change your mind because of what I just said I'm here for it um even at the like speak now party I like sang the new one because I think it it's equally as catchy yeah like now that's just the one in my head like I don't even sing the old one anymore I just don't have a reason to I feel the same way like I feel like she really found a way to get the message across, but in the same exact, like, I don't know music, but like the same like, musical tones. Like, yeah, it like it's the, the same. same syllables with the same like intonation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't even, I, I don't miss the old one. I think when we first heard it, we were like, <gasps> just because it's our song. And we were like, how dare she? That was so fun. But like, this is equally as fun to say. So yeah, I agree. What do you think, Sammy? I think also because it's like a, in a way, a new drop, a new release, it's easier to associate it with a new, a new line. Like I, it, I feel like it's easier to separate the past from this new version. Like we can just easily adapt to, you know, the lyric change, like we did with All Too Well, 10, 10 minute version. We learned all of that. Okay. Yeah. True. We can that's do so right. That one line it's okay so I feel like it's not it's not as crazy as maybe we were expecting before we heard it so 
yeah yeah I think I think I was just being a bitter Betty like ugh, everybody wants her to change the original but like I I'm here for it and like I apologize if like it was misconstrued in a way or like you were offended by what I said but you know I I was just I was trying to hold on to like what needed to be let go and I think one of the important messages about what she changed like the lyrics that she changed in the song so in the original song she says she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress it was now changed to he was a moth to the flame she was holding the matches and what it does is it puts the blame on kind of the man as well for like leaving the relationship like he was chasing after the girl because like she was like the the metaphor of like she was holding the matches like she had something that was enticing him but he's the one that made the decision to leave not her being like a slut kind of thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's what I really liked about that too so I'm definitely here for the new lyrics so I also already sing it like I was humming the song the other day and I was singing the new lyrics and I was like that's right (laughs) okay so really quick what do we think about ball tracks timeless is my all-time favorite okay okay Okay. timeless is just so good I really it makes me emo it's so catchy it's just oh it's so good I think Timeless is really for the girlies who grew up on Mary's song, Oh My, My, My. See, but I don't like that song. Oh my God, but I feel like they kind of tell the same story. Like the the story is the same in them. I don't know. I feel like Timeless is very debut coded. Like, I feel like it's a song that really belongs on debut. Mm -hmm. I see that. And like, I feel like there's other vault tracks that are very uh, fearless coded. like. When Emma Falls in Love was a fear. That's a fearless song. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I love I really that one. Think that. I really think that. I don't know. That one's not a fave for me. Yeah, it's fun. It's a nice, it's like a feel good, lighthearted song. And I think I like it more so because like when you know the story behind it, it's almost like. I don't know, you follow along with what happened and who it's about and like the nuances between like the both of them. So I thought it was so cute. So and it gave us like an insight. So we know? definitely think it's it's Emma Stone and, and Andrew Garfield, right? A hundred percent. And I love it. <laughs> okay. It's so cute. And like, I'm so glad that that's what she picked to play um, in Kansas City for like opening night of Speak Now weekend, whatever, because it's such a nice piano song. Like the piano on that song is yeah. absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. So do we think that she is going to play more vault tracks? Like because she played that one or have you still, like, are you still no, no vault tracks, Tosh? I think like, it's kind of like the conversation we had about long live. I think once it happens outside of, that this week now yeah weekend okay. then I don't know though I just I guess that changed my mind a little because I didn't expect her to play a vault track period right on like even on that weekend just because there's only like one you know speak now song on the set list that we know of so I still didn't expect that so I guess maybe yeah she's more open to playing more vault tracks and of course because one of one of the the things that we had mentioned was that people weren't going to have enough time. Like we had said, if yeah. she was going to play ball tracks, it would have been like at the end of tour 
because people didn't have enough time to just figure it out, but she played it. So, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? And that goes back to like long live. We get to see this weekend if it's still on the set list or not, which based off of what she said, we ha- it's a, a post on our Instagram if you haven't seen it yet, but she was kind of like, she basically said, I'm only playing this because it's Speak Now release weekend and like, ha ha ha. And I will say that we knew we were losing Long Live this weekend. We knew that or the right. l- the last weekend. We knew that it was going to happen. So like I was prepared for that. What we weren't prepared for was her playing it as Green. a set list song for no reason. Like she could have just played it as a surprise song both nights and people would have been happy. That's why I think there's still a possibility. Well, I was going to say the koi fish guitar is has not returned to the museum. Yeah. How how long is temporarily removed? <laughs> I mean, like if it's like another month, then we're good. But then I feel bad for like the Mexico, Latin America Swifties and Euro Swifties because we get it. And then they put it back like in the two weeks of the tour break. And it's like, damn, they didn't get it either. But, you know. I will also be super happy that we got it. So I am hopeful that it is on the set list. I just hope she, like, I just don't understand why it was not on the set list from the beginning. It just should have always been. And like the reaction, the reaction to it, she should have known. Like she should see now, be like, okay, everybody went crazy for the song. I definitely should keep it on the set list. Yeah. That would be the perfect song to have across the board, you know, for everyone, but. I'm hoping we get it. I know some people think that she might do a set list once she goes international. Like a change? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I'm still holding out hope that maybe we can, we can get it. She just finishes off the rest of the tour with long live. Yeah. Which would make so much sense. Like it, it also is such a perfect closing night song. Yeah. Like it would be weird to just play it. I guess it wouldn't, but like, come on, we'll say it is. (laughs) <laughs> like we're to just seven. play it yeah. that weekend and then closing night <laughs> hello and her music video debut of i can see you <gasps> we forgot to mention that i know I, I that's love. why i just remembered it talking about voltrex and and kansas city i knew that a, bit, a music video was coming because i was like live tweeting with the concert and everybody there and taylor nation was live tweeting the concert so when that happens it usually means that they're there and they're going to go live, basically, is what happens. Like, if they're tweeting everything as it's happening, it's because they're at the concert and something's happening. So it's like, okay, if something's happening, it's a music video. What I was not expecting was Taylor Lautner, Joey King, everything. And, like, the music video is so, so good. I love it. But I have yes. to, I have to bring up a question. I have to propose something. I don't, I don't understand the music video's relevance to the lyrics of the song. Yes. Mm. Same. Same. I just, I don't get it. Like, I feel like that music video could have been like long live would have been smarter for like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. And like I, the beat of the song really goes with the music video. Like I feel, I feel that, you know, but like the lyrics, I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only explanation I was going to give, like the beat. Yeah. Yeah. The the music fits the vibe, but the lyrics are like a couple, you know, like it's got to be like a love thing happening. Yeah. She's like saying like, I can see you like 
whatever up against the wall pacing down the hall kind of thing and like she's like trapped in a vault i'm like oh yeah wait the only part that was relevant was the part that, that, that said quiet and then it was like her turning around telling him them to be quiet i was like wow great work <laughs> but i love the music video like it was it was so emotional and i saw i also saw something on twitter that like made me really like warm kind of thing but at the end of the music video when taylor has escaped the vault and she's like getting into the van and like the whole place is exploding she kind of like looks back and like the look that she has on her face is kind of like her knowing that in order to move forward with her life and like the new re-records and everything she has to let go of everything that she's already done in the past so it's like it's it's kind of a bittersweet feeling because it you know, at the end of the day, that original stuff was Taylor's work, too. It was just stolen from her. So it's like nice that we get the re-recordings, but it's like it's sad that we have to yeah. let go of all of that, that we've all been through together. So but I do really like that song. It's definitely a good song. It is yeah. a good song. It's fun. I Electric Touch has grown on me a lot. I still I think that Fallout Boy's part is like not my favorite thing in the world, but I really like the song overall. Like it's very catchy. It's fun to sing. The only one that I don't really know yet is Castles Crumbling. <gasps> That's me my too. number two fave. I love it so much. I just really, I think I just haven't listened to it enough to be honest with you. Same. So it's and it's not as catchy as the other one. So I haven't like started to catch on to the lyrics yet. See, to I, me, the one I've listened to the least is when Emma falls in love. Mm. I also yeah. wasn't expecting Castles Crumbling to be that. I guess that beat, that style. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. I no, need, I need to go know. back. You were hoping for a little more. No, and <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah we did think though that it was going to be more upbeat like yeah especially with Haley williams but i love it so much yeah i definitely like i'm gonna keep listening to it i just really like i i my problem with this album is that i've been very much listening to the album from the beginning so it takes a long time to get to mm -hmm. the end so today I was like trying to really put emphasis on like just listening to the vault tracks because I'm like, I'm telling myself like, okay, you already know these songs. Let's yeah. start learning the vault tracks. Yeah. The CD helps because it's, it's two discs and all the vault tracks are on one. So mm -hmm. that's the one I've had in my car, like since I got it basically. Oh, so nice. It just plays only the vault tracks over and over, which is nice. I have to admit, I haven't gotten the CD yet because I've been like waiting for signed CDs, but people have kind of said that they don't think that she's doing signed CDs because she doesn't have time to sign a million copies of the <laughs> CD while she's on tour. So I might just have to bite the bullet. But what's going to happen is that I purchase the CD and then yeah. the signed CDs mm -hmm. come out. And like I, I have two copies of every single album on CD because I purchased the CD and then I purchased the signed CD. And so Adrian made me promise that this one I would only get the signed CD of. Oh. But you know what? After this, after we record this episode, I'm going to Target. So oops. Do it. Get it. Get it. Get it. There was literally two left when I went. Well, my mom went on Friday. I told her because I got the Target vinyl, but my mom went on Friday and I was like, hey, since you're going to Target, can you like just peep to see if um, the CD's there? And it wasn't. So that mm. kind of stunk. 
Yeah. All right. I feel like we will definitely, you know, like keep you guys updated via Instagram and like lot maybe some more lives and that kind of stuff if anything else comes out about it. But just some initial thoughts. And I know we talked about it a lot on the Instagram live on Thursday night. So, you know, it's actually if you missed out, it's on our Instagram page. You can go and watch it. It's a little long, but you know, so are our episode. So it's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um But I'm very, very, very excited to share that we are going to be launching a small business giveaway so soon. Keep an eye out for that. And the the best part about this giveaway is that it's very reputation, like the entire thing is reputation themed. So basically, we teamed up with a bunch of small businesses and we will tag them um, when we launch the giveaway, you know, it's going to be part of entering the giveaway and all of that stuff, just so you guys get to know them because there are so many amazing small business Swifties out there. And like mm-hmm. the fact that we've had the opportunity to partner with them for this giveaway is so meaningful to me. So if you're one of our small business partners and you're listening to this episode, just thank you so much in advance. But, you know, we just really wanted to do that for you guys. I'll like kind of explain it when the, the giveaway goes live. I don't want to like give away too much how many times can Can i I give away (laughs) (laughs) but i don't want to like say too much about it but basically the the giveaway is themed around something that i thrifted so that's kind of what inspired it and i love that um but with that being said because you guys are listeners and you're super loyal to us we wanted to give you the opportunity to give you an extra entry into the giveaway. So besides what the actual rules are, when we post it and go live, you will have the opportunity for an additional entry by answering this riddle that we have set up for you. Just when you hear this episode, kind of think of what your answer is going to be when the giveaway goes live, just DM us that answer to the, the riddle, and then we will add your additional entry. So who's ready for the riddle? Riddle is. Whispers in the night, secrets they hold, a clandestine love story beautifully told. Two hearts entwined, worlds collide, a tale of passion they cannot hide. Which track from reputation tells their story? Their love forbidden, filled with glory. Ooh. And we got a special hint, you know, in case you you didn't pick up the answer the first time, but I will say the special hint is rain. Think rain. And there you have it. When our giveaway goes live, DM us the answer to the riddle. Natasha said it's like the way Capital One did their giveaways for the Eras tour. Except no, don't comment it. Yeah, we're not, do not comment it. Because Capital One never wanted us to comment it either. We just did. Yeah. Uh, So please don't comment it. DM it to us so that it's a real, you know, giveaway way entry yeah so that it's 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 better for you guys you know because we really wanted to give our loyal listeners an extra opportunity to get like the giveaway winnings so just keep that in mind if you comment it then other people are going to know the answer actually i'm not even going to mention the the riddle on the instagram post so they just might think that you're like commenting something out of nowhere kind of thing true so um but with that, this officially marks the end of season one of the Tees of Sisters podcast. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much 
for supporting this random dream of mine. Thank you, Sammy and Natasha, for coming on board when literally one day at like 10 o'clock at night, I was like, hey, we should start a podcast. (laughs) We were like, like, say less. Yeah, I was like in lecture at school and I'm like, you know what? We should start a podcast. And the last thing that I thought you guys were ever going to say was yes. So thank you so much for doing that for joining me. I am so like, I appreciate this podcast every day. And I appreciate you guys who listen to us every other week, and you stick with us and you talk to us on social media. I, I will never not say how much I love all of you and like, the feelings that I have for all of this. So thank you for that. Um, But I do have some exciting news that season two is right around the corner. It's coming so soon. Like, we are not going to be gone that long. We have some big announcements, fun stuff, changes coming your way. Just stick around with us. You know what I always say, make sure that you're following us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date with all things Taylor Swift, the Eras tour, T-Swift Sisters podcast, and Taylor Swift news as it comes out. So we are going to be heading to LA soon. So make sure that you're staying with us for that because we definitely have a lot of exciting content coming your way too. If you love Disney, we have that coming for you. If you love Universal, Harry Potter, we got that coming for you too. <laughs> Love Gilmore Girls, everything, everything that you can think of. We are going to LA and living the California dream. So, Katy Perry's song "California Girls" was written <laughs> about us. this trip. Yeah, <laughs> for us. We're. I can't wait to the last party in the USA when we get there, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's going to be so amazing. Oh my God, I can't. Every time I listen to the very first night and she literally just says LA, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Me so soon. Yes, literally same. <laughs> so make sure that you're following us on socials for that. We are at T-Swift Sisters Pod on Instagram and TikTok and at T-Swift Sisters on Twitter. And you can also find us on threads. So find us on threads at T-Swift Sisters Pod. I believe if you already have an Instagram and follow us, if you open the threads app, we're like automatically in your feed kind of thing. So that's super fun. But yeah, that'll do it, guys. Okay. For one last time this season, we love you. Bye. We'll see you, we'll see you so soon. Bye.